It's episode number five, Shadow and Light, Light into the Void. I am your host. This is my mini-series, mini-blog, video cast, call it whatever you want to, on EVE. Today, we're talking about logistics, blob warfare, how we can fix it, kind of um, a little bit of a bait and switch. Listen, this is tough to fix. There isn't a simple solution, but here's some ideas. I was listening to Op Success, cool new podcast, they're on their second episode. I like it, it's, it's pretty EVE related. They're, my only hit against them, but it's not their fault. Everyone kind of goes over the same topics over and over again. I, I kind of like it when groups try to diversify a little bit, but it's been a heavy news cycle recently with all the releases coming up with the new patch coming. So everyone's kind of hitting on the same topics. Anyways, one of the things that's coming out soon in EVE is fall off for logistics and fall off for newt ranges. For, for nuding capability. Now I talked about this before a little bit when I went over myself, the upcoming changes that CCP Seagull and CCP released recently. So what is the point? The point is that I think one method we could use to get rid of such an extreme issue with tech threes and logistics and actually across all types of warfare on EVE while preserving, this is larger fleet sizes, while we preserve the small gang warfare, is we have, instead of fall off for logistics, I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing, I'm a little bit indifferent right now, I do like the dynamic ability for changing up how logistics fly as a separate squad inside the fleet, I like that, that's, that's, Sometimes there's so many logistics, sometimes they're almost their own wing, right? There's sometimes a lot of logistics in a fleet depending on the number of people. But I like the dynamic this might change. I'm not saying I'm a fan of it, though. I don't really like this fall-off thing with, with logistics. I'm wondering if this is going to carry over to Capitals, um, who just by their very nature, especially since bumping mechanics... It's not a mechanic, frankly, it's almost a bug, right? Two capitals get too close to each other, they hit and they, they bounce off like the rubber balls. That's just freaking ridiculous, right? I, I hate all of that. So, um, I am not really a fan of fall-off ranges, but if that's coming, I don't have a choice. So, what could we do to improve the situation, though? We've already kind of touched on it. Back years ago, there was a module called called the Target Spectrum Breaker, the TSB. It's still a game, it's a battleship only module. I, if I remember correctly without looking the stats up, it has some significant drawbacks and capacity usage. It did take a mid-slot, but what it did was, when activated, it would limit the amount of people who could target you. And it was, I think, the first foray CCP put into how do we reduce the advantages of blobs versus blobs, right? Because it comes down to, in EVE, one reason why fleet fights can can be decided quickly is because people will primary, FCs will call primary target and the whole fleet uh, shoots at it, right? And the counter to that is if you have a low signature radius ship or the signature or the, the ship itself has so much health, so much EHP, and you have enough logistics on the field, you can combat this. Now, on one hand, this would make fights fast, right? Primary kill, primary kill, primary kill, or primary, too many logistics coupled with too much EHP can't kill, okay? But then with larger fights, we also run into an issue of dealing with tie-dye, time dilation, which does slow fights down that are at large fights. So, 
what can we do about this? I saw the first crack in this problem, which we have been talking about. I've talked about it on podcasts before. This is not a new problem, but no one's really had a solution. What's been suggested, I don't know if I was the first to suggest it. I highly doubt it. There's a lot of people with a lot of great ideas in the community. Was turn the target spectrum breaker functionality, the functionality of anything over too many, which the TSB through my testing, anything above 10 targets when activated, it starts, the people who are targeting you start dropping off their ability to target. So if there's 11 people targeting you, there's a good chance that the 11th person will lose luck. And then that that increases and they've never released the stats on it. So I can't tell you exactly what the numbers are and I haven't done so much testing that I can tell you what the percentage chance is for dropping, even a, even a ballpark. I just know in my testing with my alts, if I had 10, everyone had a lock. Now this is friendly or foe, right? The, 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 the module was not, how would it know? I guess unless you're in the same fleet, but or same alliance, I guess they could implement that kind of feature, but it, it didn't discriminate against who it was. More than 10, start dropping people. I think this was a very good idea to implement as a game feature, as a, as, as a way to maybe tie it into the lore, tie it into the targeting systems that now a new mechanic inside the game would be anything over X amount of targets starts dropping. And it would force this situation of everyone shooting the same target, because in combat that is not, I don't, I, I study history, I study World War II, uh, the large battle, Battle of Midway. Uh, uh, there's so many really good battles in World War II. Midway was one of the biggest. Um, Lite Golf. Uh, I don't. I, I, I don't want to bore you with World War II history, but I love it. I think it's fantastic. You're not going to have two large fleets facing off, even though it was carrier combat, shooting the same target. Right? Fleet A would shoot one target of Fleet B. That's not how it works. It's just not how it works in life. If you have two tank brigades going against each other in World War II, it was almost, every tank brigade was almost shooting individual tanks. I mean, there was probably some controlled fire, but it was more positioning and where you were in, in, the, in the fight that dictated who you're shooting at. Now, in EVE, we've adopted this mentality of primary kill for many reasons. Right. One reason being, maybe the primary reason, was there is so much EHP and usually so much logistics on the field that you have to break through that, that problem. That wall of EHP and logistics is a wall. You need to break through it. You need a lot of firepower, a lot of alpha to make it happen. The other issue is, is that people tend to be bad target callers. And FCs don't have a lot of tools at their disposal. And there's usually not, now to make this even worse, there's usually not a lot of good FCs or target callers inside the fleet. One thing I always did when I was FCing pretty much all the time was I would try to cultivate FCs beneath me. And not to name names, but a lot of the current FCs that you see in even the past few years came up through my program when I was in Providence and then in drone coalitions came up through me. I put them in fleet, I made them target callers, I made them logistics commanders, I made them, maybe they would run the pings, run the actual fleet movement, and I would do the target calling or vice versa. I split up the job. Not because I was trying to be a prima donna, I was trying to teach them 
number one. And number two, I knew that if I couldn't make it that day, I needed people to fill the gaps, right? I needed people to do things. And I realized that I am not the best at everything. And if my mental capacity gets spread across too many things, I will start missing stuff. So it was always best if I had someone else help me, multiple people. If I could have a target caller that day, if I got someone in charge of pings, if I got someone in charge of logistics, and someone running you know, a backup fleet coming in for reinforcements, that really gave me the ability to focus on one task very well and also focus on the big picture. One of the big things in fleet commanding is realizing when shit is about to go south. You need to keep an eye on the overall engagement and realize, hey, I need to make a decision here. There's a lot more hostiles coming in or we're losing the logistics war or fleet positioning is really fucked and you didn't notice that because you're focused on target calling. Like, you need to see the big picture. When you're in charge, when you're a boss, I, I run my own company, when you're in charge, you need to see the bigger picture. You cannot be always focused on the details. That's why you have people, you have employees. And for me, my sub-FCs, my sub-fleet commanders, were very important. They were my, my manager, my middle management people that I was grooming to take over my spot. That's what you have to do. And, I'll, and it, I I would say there's probably no joke. Some have left the game. Half a dozen people came up through my system that were top-level tier FCs that became alliance leaders and or top FCs for their group. Some very big names. I was very proud to see that happen. Now, how do we fix What are some options to fix this? Like I said, I think the biggest thing we can do is turn the TSB into a native situation where... Anything over X, and I'm sure there will be a lot of back and forth on what X should be. Anything over X would start dropping effectiveness, like a stacking penalty. We have stacking penalties now for modules, right? So if you have a good example is a target painter. If you're using a target painter on a hostile ship, at a certain point, more target painters is a waste of time and energy. It's just a waste, right? So anything above three target painters, I think it starts dropping off very significantly on the effects. Anything above uh, three webs, for example, you start seeing a dramatic fall off in the effects of the fourth, five, and sixth web. And I, I wish I had the math sitting in front of me, but I don't have it. Uh, stacking, you can just look it up. Just Google stacking penalties. Stacking penalties for remote, uh, I'm sorry, uh, local reps, right? Uh, you could fit Many reps on a ship, for example, if you had the, the power and CPU, but there is a stack penalty. There's stack penalty on, on resistance modules. So this is not a new thing. And as such, we actually have this coming soon with the Citadels, which are probably going to hit, it sounds like 2016 springish. There hasn't been a release date yet. Where there's a cap on incoming damage to the target, to the, uh, the new structures coming out. Now, that's already another attack on blob warfare and i think instead of maybe not instead of maybe as an addition to or maybe the 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 fall off penalties for logistics will be mitigated you could instead or alongside have x amount of logistics that could rep a target and then over that many modules, probably best to do it on modules, I would imagine, you start getting a significant penalty in incoming rep, right? So let's say that we think four or five logistics is enough. 
and anything above that, there should be a penalty. So that would be, on average, you know, you have four logistics ships and they have four reps each, which is fairly typical. Sometimes there's a 5-1 setup, but most of the time it's 4-2, depending on the, the skill of the pilots. So that would be 5 times 4, 20 modules. So anything above 20 modules, it starts dropping off significantly in how much rep you can provide. It, it would be a stacking penalty for a remote rep. There is another topic out there on how do you limit N plus one when it comes to DPS. And I think this would solve it as well. For your group targeting another group, you can't, if this was implemented, you wouldn't be able to just have 200 guys fire at one target, right? And on their side, they couldn't have 50 logistics ship rep one target either. People would have to split up their firepower. And I think it would make the engagements a lot more strategic in their implementation. You'd have to have multiple commanders there calling targets, or at least come up with a better system for FCs to to target with. It's very, these fights are happening very quickly on a server that has no tie-dye, right? So you need to target call very fast. And one thing that <clears throat> I was trying to implement, and it was, I, I can't say it would ever, was successful to the level that I wanted was when we were running alpha heavy fleet. So alpha heavy meant it was in many cases, it was 1400 millimeter maelstroms. Those fleets, I wanted to have the alpha spread out because 200 maelstroms is overkill for many, many targets. Assuming you have some decent tracking and your fleet position was good and you have some either web or target painter support, it was overkill, right? You, you, you didn't even need 100. But let's, for pretend sake, I was trying to split up 100 Maelstroms in Team A or Group A and 100 Maelstroms in, the, in Group B. And it was just not easy to give people targets based on that, right? I couldn't send something directly to their client as a fleet commander and say, okay, you're in Group A. I've assigned you to Group A. Many people don't even know what wing they're in because it's not intuitive. When you're in a when you're in wing one, wing two, wing three, you have to hunt through the tree to find out where you are in the wing, and it's just not it's not like it's not like an overlay pops up and says, "Oh, you're in wing one. Here's your target." I would love that. Like if I could give targets based on wings, that would have been amazing because those 200 maelstroms I could split up into 100, 100, or pick any ship, right? Often it's overkill on how much damage you have. Look at the the sentry doctrines with dominixes, right? You had. Five centuries per Dominix. You had 200 Dominix in fleet plus maybe 50 logistics and some other crap in there. So you hit 250, but it wasn't all Dominixes. You had 200-ish that were your primary D DPS go. You didn't need 200 Dominixes shooting at the same target most of the time, right? But the alpha for centuries curators were very popular are so high that 100 would probably get the job done in many scenarios, assuming you had good tracking. And sometimes the tracking is a problem, but that's a fleet positioning problem. If you're not tracking well, you have something else you need to fix. You either need more list, more kind of support, web or target painter, or you need to fix your fleet position, right? And that was a big thing with Maelstroms. Maelstroms, you had to fix fleet positioning first. You couldn't have uh, a, a target that had a high transversal around your fleet. You need to you need to mitigate that transversal. So what we did was we would align and try to keep our fleet aligned away so transversal would be minimal. So you could always get a decent track on the target. And tracking in EVE is not not very intuitive. Believe me, you need a freaking calculator. I would love for them to come out with a way to fix that. Uh, a visual cue. Green for tracking good, yellow for tracking so-so, and red for not tracking very well at all. Ah, that was That's my simplicity for it. Anyways, since in Citadel, we already have a damage mitigation coming in terms of if it's over 
I think a number I saw was 4,000 DPS for one of the Citadels. The DPS above it doesn't count, right? Why can't we have something similar like that for just regular fleet combat, ship versus ship? And I don't have an answer for you. Maybe that's coming. Maybe it's not. Maybe this is a horrible idea. Love your feedback. Uh, but that's it for this little mini post. I'll put some links. Uh, Eve University has some good some good topics on the matter. I'll put it down there. Um, Sacking penalties. There's an FC guide for, hey, I, please start FCing. If, you, if you're watching this and you have any desire to FC, I'm not going to claim I was the best FC in the world, but I did it a lot, and I was fairly successful at it. I ran a lot of larger fleets for a long time. So if you have any questions or points I can give you, feel free to ask. But really, in fleets nowadays, um, the, the game mechanics have changed, or we're seeing a lot of smaller fleets, which is great for people to cut their teeth on. So have a good time. Thanks, you guys, for watching. This has been, I'm going to call it episode 5, I believe, of the Light into the Void with Shadow and Light.